Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. All right, guys, how's everyone going? Welcome to this week's episode of the Snowcast. Uh, you're joined as always by me, Owen Tab, and with my buddy, DJ. DJ, what's the crack? Jeez, I was muted there for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to launch into a tirade, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm muted. Uh, what's the crack? Crack is good. Uh, been a good week, uh, good week all around. My, my highlight of the week, um, before we get stuck into the podcast, has been our newfound nicknames for where we buy beer now that the pubs are closed. So pe- people, uh, regular listeners to the podcast will be familiar with the plint in Worldwide Wines. Uh, I think um, Grady's Yard is the wall of greatness. Or not great, sorry, the Arkeen Stores is just the wall, the wall of mystery, I'm going to call it. That fridge. Um, I like it. Different beers laid out in it. It's the wall of mystery. And now we have... Grady's yard is so beautiful. We were trying to think of something and it's just, I've called it the canvas. Because oh, it's like a, nice. It's like a canvas painting, oil painting. It's so fucking beautiful when you walk in the way the fridges are laid out, but the taps are still illuminated. So it still has that pub feel when you go in buying cans. It's actually pretty, um, it's, it's too tantalizing, I think. Like you're going in there and, you know, you're buying a few cans and stuff for your, for your weekend and, Looking forward to bringing them home, but there's that just open the pubs, like open the bars. That's what I want, you know. Yeah, that's all, yeah. That's all I want in this in this in this life anymore. And and there's there's nearly too much choice. I get really frustrated as well. And 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 in honor of today's guest today, when I went into when I went into to look at the canvas, um, I I immediately said no. Like usually, we are big advocates of local independently brewed beer here in Ireland. But I was like, no, I'm going to get some local independent. Um, well, not local, obviously. <laughs> I'm going to get some independent craft beer from the the opposite side of the pond. I'm going to go over and get some um, some American beer. So I was like, yeah, we, we, we've got a great fucking guest lined up this week. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to get some great American beer uh, to, to, to match to match our, our super guest. Yeah, so uh, we're recording at 11 p.m. here. And our guest, uh, who is Jose Ruckus a.k.a. the number one Wild Aces fan and host of the Aces Wild podcast um, is joining us from San Francisco. Is it San Fran? 
So I live about three hours north of San Francisco. I'm from, uh, tech, I'm basically from Chico, California. Cool, cool. So, um, man, how are you getting on? I'm man. I'm having a great month. I'll tell you what, man. It's been crazy. Fuck. So, uh, so I, I suppose I'll, I'll say how how I got into Jose and how I got into uh, his his podcast. Um, so there's this thing called the SCF, which we're going to go into in a while. And Jose has a podcast from one of the teams in this, the Wild Aces. And I've been listening to it. And man, I am so impressed. Like the quality of stuff that you have on this podcast, the guests you've gotten are ridiculous. Like you must be absolutely pinching yourself with the guests that you've been, you've been getting. It's, it's been so crazy, man. Because initially when I started the podcast, you know, I just figured... You know, maybe some of the kind of funny best friends, which I know you are, and like because they own one of the teams in the FCF that we're doing the podcast for, is like maybe you know some of these guys will tune in, and it'll be a chance for me to just kind of goof around and do a, do a fun football show because I love football so much. And then almost immediately after putting it out, Greg from Kind of Funny retweets it, tells everybody to go sub to the pod. Jackson Erdman, the quarterback for the Wild Aces, says he wants to come on the show, and it's just been this immediate like just rocket shooting up. And I have no idea what I'm doing. That is insane. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, so uh, normally, Jose, on this show, we kind of normally start off with a "What are you drinking tonight?" segment. Um, so, I, uh, so as DJ was saying, that we've been kind of we're we're going on the American buzz tonight. Um, so I'm drinking a beer called Death by Coconut, and it's an Irish style porter brewed with coconut and chocolate. And it's uh, by this these Oscar Blues Brewery, and it's uh, based in Austin, Texas. So that's pretty cool, um, and it's really, oh, really, really nice. Like I'm always so impressed with the American beers. I suppose you guys have had um, the craft beer scene over in um, in the states for years and years, and it's literally kind of just kicked off in Ireland. But there's been this explosion in Ireland, and we've like kind of mixed a lot of your like west coast ipas and things like that i'm like taking those so it's uh, it's it's awesome here like you know obviously we're very renowned for our guinness and stuff over here but um like it is it's it's cool having this like uh explosion of flavors and stuff over here so uh jose what are you drinking i saw, I saw you 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 grabbed a little can yeah so i'm drinking the um 805 cerveza this is a newer beer from um uh, I don't know exactly how big they are. They uh, Firestone Walker is the brewery. They've been getting really big here in Northern California because they are somewhat local. Oh, he's uh, on it. Firestone, there you go, man. Oh. Yeah, the, the, cool. this is about two hours away from me or so. Um, they're really popular here, but they just came out with, uh, because this area has a pretty high Mexican population, myself being half Mexican and stuff, we like our uh, a little lime in our beer every now and then. So this is the uh, 805 that they normally do, sort of their regular, I think it's a blonde ale, but it's brewed with a little bit of lime to it. And I, I like it quite a bit. Class, that's really cool, man, yeah. And DJ, you, just, uh, you, just, put, you just put up uh, Firestone to the camera. So what are you drinking that's tonight? That's incredible because that's insane. When, like when, when, when Jose said uh, when Jose said California, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm on a Californian beer!" Um, Firestone Walker Brewing Company, amazing. I picked this up in a fridge in Waterford, Ireland, just today. Um, it's their Nitro Merlin mixed out, 
And it's it's an incredible milk stout because, uh, you know, milk, milk stouts are, tend to be quite creamy, but it's actually got a kind of oatmealiness to it that's really fucking nice. Um, it's, it's, it, it's not a Guinness, the Murphy's or a Beamish that we'd be familiar with here. It is a nitro stout, but it, it, it's got a lot more character to it. It's really, really nice. And it's 5.5%. So like there's a lovely, there's a lovely kick to it. Um, but what I love as well, which is probably like tying in with the, the theme of this week's podcast, uh, speaking about FCF and uh, some competition, there's the greatest thing I've ever seen on the top of the can here. It's going to be mirror view, so you won't be able to see it properly. But it says beer before glory uh, oh. at the top of the can, which I think that should be that should be the new uh, that, that should be the new um, tagline of this catchphrase for for the, the wild laces. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That should be the name of the podcast, Beer Before Glory. Um, yeah, so if there's ever going to be an FCF uh, beer crossover podcast, I think Beer Before Glory is a good is a good shout. But um, I actually had that can just before we started recording, and I also went on. Uh, I'm having a, a left hand brewing from Colorado, which uh, actually holds it. Our logo is is two left hand brewing uh, from Colorado nitro pints uh, uh, clinking glasses. So uh, I've got their Death Before Disco Porter, which is a very very nice porter as well. It's a it's it's kind of like um. A dark porter. It's it's quite interesting. Uh, very different from what we would see here with like Yana Roddy from Kindergarten, those kind of porters. So two top-notch American beers that I got in Grady's Air today. And uh, you know what? We, we do champion Irish beer here uh, always, but it's it's actually great to, to, to branch out and try some American beers because the, like, the standard of independent brewing is worldwide it's set in the, in the US, I think. So um, yeah, it, it's 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 been great to have a great guest on from the US because it, it allows us to branch out. Um, awesome, thanks, DJ. Uh, so we've kind of been talking about FCF. We said we've mentioned what FCF. We actually haven't mentioned what FCF is. We've just been saying how great it is there at the start of the podcast. Um, but what FCF is, FCF is? It's a branch of American football. So before we actually go into the bones of what FCF is, so hard to say, FCF is, um, I'd like to go around the table and go, guys, what's your history with American football? So obviously us Irish guys are going to have less of a history with American football because it's not our number one sport. So DJ, what about you? what's, What's your history with American football? I, I actually have quite a long history with it um, because around the time, um, around the time I was 14, 15, you know, you get to that age where, you know, if you're on your, your, your holidays from school, you don't have school or, or you have like a Monday off or you've, you, you've got a chance at the weekend. Uh, we were lucky. We, we, had, um, we actually had sports channels that showed American sports at home. And I got to that age where, like, you know, my folks would go to bed and I'd stay up watching the TV. So um, I just started watching American football. The first game I ever saw, I can remember it now because for a while I was like a Philadelphia Eagles fan because the first game I ever saw was the Eagles against, um, I think it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not not certain. But all I remember is um, who was the really quick wide receiver that the Eagles had? Deshaun. Jackson was it? Deshaun Jackson, yeah, um, so fast. Yeah, yeah, he, he he was so fast, but he he caught this pass in the first game I ever watched, and he was like forty yards ahead of everyone, and he started showboating, doing the long strides oh. before he got to the line, 
and he tossed the ball up in the air, but he was at the one yard line, so he hadn't actually scored a touchdown. Such a legendary he tossed the ball play. In the air. I that was that's the first game I ever watched, and um, I was like, "What the fuck is going?" Like, I, I was only, I was trying to figure out the rules. Have never seen this before. And next thing I see, this guy do this, and I'm like, "Why is everybody going mad? Like, what's he done?" And it, it, and the thing is, I think like Irish sport and even British sport at that stage hadn't been um, fantasizing or fanatically looking at every angle of every replay of every action in a game. And um, I think that level of analysis really like was already embedded in, in, in American sports at that stage. So it was just, it, it was like a whole novel sporting experience and I became absolutely obsessed and I, I really liked the Eagles for a while and, but they were so shit and like they had Donovan McNabb um, and every year it was like, Oh, this is the Eagles year and the fly Eagles fly all this stuff. And then they were shit. And I was like, fuck it. Like, what am I doing supporting these guys? So I went to, I went to Florida one summer and I, I, the, the day I landed in Florida was the whole like Brett Favre coming out of retirement to go back and play with the Minnesota Vikings. So I've been a Vikings fan ever since then. And if I thought supporting the Eagles was bad, supporting the Vikings must be the war. Like, I mean, at least the Browns have always just been perennially shit. Like they've never had any hope. Whereas like the Vikings could have the best team that could be 50 points up with two minutes to go and they still managed to like lose and get knocked out. So yeah, you really um, made a lateral I, I can't, move there, I, man. Oh, yeah. like, I, like, Hey, I'm the king of lateral moves. I don't, I never move forward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And, and the thing is like, even, uh, you know, it, 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 I've just been, I've had a long relationship with it. I mean, I've got some brilliant memories of watching, staying up, watching that Super Bowl between the Steelers and the Cardinals and really wanting Larry Fitzgerald to win because I just thought he was amazing. And, um, you know, they do um, <clears throat> Sports Center. Used to, we used to get to watch these things, but we used to see these little mini YouTube clips would come out. So this is like before you had YouTube on your phone even. We'd be in... Oh, and we'd be in college and looking at looking up YouTube clips and looking at Sports Center. And they used to do this... Um, like fantasy player kind of tri- uh, trick play stuff, but it was an everyday everyday stuff. So like I think Marshawn Lynch ran and dived through a moving car, and like um, but Larry Lar- is like absolutely ridiculous. Suspended from his ankles, he was suspended from his ankles upside down. And do you know that ball launcher? They were using the ball launcher to like launch uh, American footballs at him. He was upside down and he was catching them one handed. And I was like, I just the the athleticism the the, the the skill level, I could, I like, I just couldn't believe it. And like, oh, and we're huge fans of like Last Chance You on um on 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 Netflix and shows like this. So for me, like, oh, and you've only introduced me to FCF in the last week. To have this novel medium and this perfect integration of what is a spectacular sport with spectacular athletes, and combining it with streaming media and stuff like this is really really exciting. I'm actually like so buzzing to get fucking into this into it, new, yeah. new way of doing it in all the sport yeah yeah that's yeah that's that's an awesome history and like dj actually because i'll go on to me now like because I, I suppose I, I i have a kind of a similar enough history um went over to visit like friends of my parents in boston in about ni- in 1998 uh, and like got a load of like Patriots gear and stuff off them. So then became like a Patriots fan off the back of that. So 
I obviously I obviously chose right with my team <laughs> for for that for that reason. But um, yeah, like again, as DJ was saying, like we would have always just kind of got those kind of clips, or like you'd be kind of lucky enough sometimes to catch the red zone. Um, and you'd like get all those those plays and those highlights and stuff coming in, which was great. But also, I suppose in terms of like um, uh, British and Irish sport, you're talking about like ninety minutes, eighty minutes, seventy minutes of a of a sport, and like you know, whistle blows. 45 minutes later, whistle blows again for halftime. With you know, 45 minutes after that, like whistle blows again for full time no breaks or anything, you know? So it was always kind of hard for us as well because it was these like late night uh, shows for us to go to watch like a, a game. You're, you're, you're talking a game, American football game for us could start at like 11, 12 a.m. And then like you're talking like 4 a.m. in the morning, this game is finishing up. Like, so it was, it was pretty tough for us to kind of uh, fully watch it. But yeah, always so interested in all those like ridiculous plays and stuff that you were getting. I suppose as well for me, um, like Matt, the Madden NFL games, like always into those guys. They were so cool. Donovan McNabb, I think uh, I think I had him. I think he was the 2006 Madden cover. Um, and like that was, yeah, that was it. like those games were just insane. I was just playing it earlier on as well tonight. The uh, 21 version but yeah it's it's just so cool um and yeah and as dj said as well like uh, kind of nearly being reinvigorated with it in terms of watching shows like friday night lights uh last chance you like that's in, that's that show's insane on netflix and qb1 as well uh those those shows have been really good and um have brought it back uh, so yeah, I've always had like those, that kind of like fleeting nature of watching um, American football, and it's always been uh, like a, such a great thing to watch when you, when you do get a chance to watch it. Um, and yeah, Jose, I'd, I'd love to hear because you you've obviously like it's going to be your main sport. Like, so when when did you get into it? And was it like is it is it is it your number one sport? It is my number one sport. It's the one, if I were to say like what, if I were to rank the sports off of just how much I like them, it might not be at the top, but because of the way the NFL is structured where it is the regular season, 16 games. So it always feels like every single game matters and stuff. It's the only sport where I'll watch, you know, until I started working Sundays about a year or two ago, I watched every single game every year. Like I would... (laughs) I, I would just sit down and watch football all day Sunday and then night Monday and night Thursday. I love the sport, man. Um, my history with it is actually not as long as you might think. Um, I kind of come from a football family. I'm the only one of the boys in my family who did not play football or at least try it. Um, I was uh, kind of unlucky in my growing. I was like one of the smallest kids in my class all the way up until high school and stuff. So I was just like not signing up for a thing where people could hit me. And uh, very much (laughs) (laughs) didn't didn't really get into sports until I started uh, getting out of uh, around high school around the time I was like 18 or stuff and, you know, becoming an adult when, um, you know, it was always like watching football with my brothers and my dad and stuff. And it was like, I don't really understand what's going on. It's the rules are actually like deceptively complicated. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to tell what's going on 
if you if you're not familiar like it looks like half the guys on the field aren't doing anything and so it took me a while to like really like sit down with my brother and like the having him explain stuff to me because he's a football coach now and stuff and um when the seahawks around like 2012 or so right when i was getting out of high school they put together this amazing defense and they had some uh my favorite football player of all time marshawn lynch was there and uh that's really when i started taking interest because um that was a team that was doing things in a way that like kind of hadn't really been discussed before in the sport like they were sort of intentionally trying to test the limits of certain rules in the sport you know uh the defensive backs covering the receivers were sort of like okay so they're not gonna call me holding his jersey on every single play so like how often can i get away with that you know and then sort of understanding my brother being a middle linebacker when he played in high school and stuff like we had, you know, the best middle linebacker of the last, like, 10 years in Bobby Wagner. And him explained to me, like, you don't understand, like, when when this play starts and he's here and he comes across the field in this way in zone and he switches over into man coverage to man up his guy, like, him explaining these really complicated things to me, I was like, wow, this sport's really, really deep. And that sort of led to me really, um, really trying to understand this sport that I kind of got a late start on. And it's um, that's definitely just kind of turned into a, a passion for me where like, yeah, I love baseball. I go to obviously because of lockdown and whatnot, I haven't been able to go to a baseball game, but I'll go to like eight baseball games a year sometimes. And I love tennis. I watch every single major, but nothing really grabs me the way that football does, you know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's it's cool what you're saying there about like having your brother explain and the plays and like all the kind of tactics around it because it's still something that i even playing madden where i'm like what the hell am i doing defense wise here i'm like i'll just fucking throw cover three or something onto this it'll be safe enough you know um so yeah it's something that i always struggle with and it's it's great when you see like (laughs) where madden just absolutely dumbs it down for you and goes oh yeah just run into the green bit here and you'll be fine so yeah no it's uh, it's 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 something that um because i suppose like comparably for us um over here quite a probably a a technical sport on the kind of same level would be rugby and again like you have like all those breakdowns and the plays and you know it's it's very technical about like the different aspects of it um and like you know each like we'd have kind of forwards and backs which would be kind of like your offense and defense except they're all playing at the one time but they you know like they all have like completely different roles in how they play so it's it's again like and even in terms of the rules and stuff like that what you can get away with what you can't get away with like it's taken me so long to actually like get the rules of rugby into my head um so i actually probably have absolutely no chance of getting the the um, rules of american football i always think as well like when i'm looking at the show like those shows like last chance you and um and qb1 i'm like those like these these guys are kids and they're like being absolutely drilled into them these like you know the code words like like the the roots the audibles everything that they have that they're able to run through and i'm so impressed with that like the like (laughs) although like looking at last chance you like those guys are failing school completely but like their knowledge base of the game is insane like i'd say like I'd say I'd say you're so impressed with your brother as well. Is it like for like his knowledge base of it? 
absolutely, man. Like, you know, he's one of those guys where every time I talk to him about it and stuff, I kind of learn something about the sport because, and he's also just like, one thing that's really hard about the sport is that there are definitely like sort of strategies people really lean into. And so at the younger levels, you'll see a lot of coaches who are like, this is how we played football when I was young. That's what we're going to do the entire time. Like we're running the ball or we're doing no huddle and stuff. Uh, One thing that really impresses me about my brother is he's always trying to stay ahead of the thing that he was doing before. Like he's talking to other coaches. He's learning like, okay, why does the no huddle not work when we're playing against these type of teams, right? What can we do to sort of change up our game plan for the next year and stuff? So, like, when we're watching the Super Bowl and, um, you know, people think that it's very easy to just look at what happened in the Super Bowl, right? Patrick Mahomes is getting rushed all the time. His guys aren't getting open. They're dropping balls all the time. That's what happened to the game. And then he goes, well, no, what you're actually seeing here is, you know, it's very complicated. The uh, Tyreek Hill's so fast. What they're doing is they're bracketing him up top. And so they are playing sort of a... uh, you know, man up coverage in the back of the, in the top of the field, but then they're covering up zones in the bottom. So they're mixing these two defensive concepts to break this really offensive team. I'm like, man, how do you see that stuff? Yeah, exactly. How do you see it? How do you see Like, even with, even with Madden, like having like circles and like zonal coverage and everything on the pitch, like, I can't, I can't even see like, even like they do about like 20 tutorials and they're like, okay, they're in cover two. And then you're like, how do you know they're in cover two? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. Like I have no idea what's going on here. Like, you know, um, but it's so impressive. Like, I, yeah. I think, I think as well, Jose, like I suppose sometimes here on, on our coverage, we would have like, you know, whatever pundits the UK broadcasting service are putting on. And it might be just some, some guy who was on special teams for the Eagles in like the nineties and, and that but, not not to have to dismiss that or anything, but um, there are times then where you know we we'll watch it and we'll actually get the American coverage, and I find you know you listen to uh, when John Gruden was on the the uh, commentary and he would explain and do the and and run through plays that had happened in the first half during the second half and when there was a break, or Tony Romo, who's been like a revelation since he's gone into commentary. Like, you know, he probably should have never played the game, just just, just commentated. <laughs> you know, he'd be in the Hall of Fame if he just commentated the whole time. But, um, you know, and I think seeing people who understand this incredibly technical, complex aspect of a sport, of a very physical sport, and I think it's this brilliant mix of mind and matter in terms of like the body being the matter where like there is an absolute insane physicality associated with this sport but like the amount of the quick decisions the amount of information that these players process per second is like mind-blowing and when you see it broken down frame by frame by someone like tony romo who's played at the top level or or uh, john gruden or i always think as well chris carter was on um you used to be on the american broadcast as well um a, a, a uh, he played with the vikings so someone that was good to play with the vikings um and 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 i found like as like a very casual observer when i got to see those insights it was just they were able to explain it at a really simple level so that i could actually say oh actually <laughs> i understand what's going on now I, I have some sort of insight i suppose like do in a sense like 
and I know we're here to talk about FCS, FCF, but just before we get onto it, I'd just love to know your insight in terms of like, you know, shows like Last Chance You and the guys are failing school. Does like almost the like, you know, the dichotomy of the education system versus how complex these guys and their understanding of this sport is, is it just the fact that they're so interested in the sport that have if they apply themselves, you know, they're actually not stupid people. It's just that their absolute passion in life is this sporting area. So obviously their academics is going to suffer. So when you see the complexity explained by people who've played at the top level, you know, are these people, is it unfair to cast these athletes as, you know, just dumb jocks, I suppose, for once. You know, I, th- I think it definitely is an unfair characterization and one that like I've definitely fallen into myself being when I was younger and stuff. It's, it's sort of one of those things where, like, you can tell it with just any smart person that you know, right? Where they are, they're smart about specific things. There are very few people who are able to just be super educated on every single topic, right? These guys at a very young age were introduced to this sport and they got immersed into it and stuff. And maybe if things had gone differently, maybe they could have gotten inver- you know, into computers or whatever. And t- that, you know, it's it takes a work ethic to really build that knowledge base of what you're doing and stuff and to care about it and to hit that level of being able to play at a decent college, you know? So I think that here's one of the things it's just, they're passionate about the sport and it's what they know. So they're able to build on top of what they, you know, what they started with. And so, yeah, I think it, I think if you took a lot of these guys and they got a different interest when they were younger, you know, I don't think that they would be having problems with school. Yeah. And also, you have to be so impressed with these guys' resilience. Like you have these coaches just like roaring at them, like just calling them idiots, caught like, you know, you drop the ball, like laps, everything, like every single week, like, you know, just roaring abuse. And like these guys are just like, okay, next play just it's insane like you know i i I think i would crumble in that situation there's no way i would i would have the mental resilience uh to be able to cope with that level of um like abuse and intensity that they get and it's it's like i like i'd say like they make amazing leaders and stuff afterwards like obviously they do like in terms of like uh the quarterbacks and stuff that that have come come true like like all levels of the game like you know it's 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 an amazing feat um but so we've talked about american football there and we've all given our history and stuff of it but now out with the old and in with the new the fcf right jose like what is it you give us the breakdown give us the pitch of what the fcf is why should people watch it so the fcf at its basic right is fan controlled football so the idea is, is that you are the one who's calling the shots for your. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Every single week, the players are not signed to the teams. The players are signed to the league, and we go through and we draft and we build a roster every week. And so you're improving your team every week. You're trying different things out every week. When they get out on the field to play, you're the one who are calling the plays on offense, right? You get to decide, hey, we got a quarterback with a great arm. We're going to throw the ball here. Or, oh, we got this awesome running back. We're going to run here. And it ta- it get- builds your dedication to the team in a totally different way than you would watching just a a regular sport not even just regular football right because you are involved in the decisions you're not you know just hoping your guys do good you get to be part of them doing good you get to actually be part of the team that's one of the things that drew me to it so early on right and a lot of people are skeptical about that idea right they're like oh well the fans are just going to call bad plays or you know you can't trust the fans to you know make the correct decisions if they haven't played the game before they don't know the game super well and there are some safety mechanisms in place to kind of prevent things from going astray right Um, everything is built out of the same playbook and the coaches get to uh, sort of design what they want to be doing with with for the week they get to just select the plays from the book that they tr- kind of want to run. And then the fans are just essentially the coordinators. They're going out there and they're they're calling each individual down, but you're not designing plays. You're just using what's given to you. Um, I think it's super interesting. And we, you know, we're getting on to week two tomorrow. Week one, I think, was a huge success. Oh my we're God. So good. Oh my God. Like you couldn't have written better, two better games th- than those. Like they were so good. Absolutely. Like so much drama, everything in them was amazing. The first one was very much more of your standard football game going out there, you know, second half pounding the rock, killing the clock, doing all the little things that you like about football. And then the second game was just an offensive powerhouse, throwing down the field on every single play, coming down to the very last play with some amazing athletics and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, so good. Um, so I suppose as well to kind of also add to the FCF and kind of what it is. It's so your normal American football field is 100 yards. This is a 50-yard pitch, yeah? Uh, 
Um, what's what's the width then? It's like it's 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 like probably is it half as wide? It's not half as wide. I want to say it's like thirty yards across. I'm not one hundred percent sure about that. Yeah. Then um, the other big difference would be that instead of eleven guys on each side of the ball, we have seven. We have seven. Yeah. Um, so um, there's also no field goals. There's no uh, kickoff, and there's no conversions. Uh, there is a two-point conversion after a touchdown, and it's done by a one-on-one uh, with uh, your quarterback throwing to a receiver and one de- one uh, uh, defender then trying to block it. So, yeah. Can I come in on a two-point conversion? Because I watched the highlights of a- uh, Aces Wild versus the Glacier Boys uh, yeah. during the week. And... I love the fact that they have this that that the 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 quarterback gets the ball for the two point conversion, and it's some fella placing it on the stool I used to sit on when my grandmother cut my hair. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that it's, that's that that's it's that stool, and then they're just taking the ball off and going. It's so funny, like this this like amazing like <laughs> this amazing arena, all these like all these uh, screens all over the place, drones like flying around recording the whole thing. And then this tiny little stool. Then, like and the stool, the stool made it for me. Like I, I hope they, ne- I hope they never replace the stool with the robotic. Uh, like they need to brand that stool, like or something. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. like we, we, we are advocates of the stool. <laughs> um, but I did. I, I actually watched the highlights of Aces Wild, which is our uh, Wild Aces, Wild, Wild Aces, Aces, man, Aces Wild, Wild Aces. Aces. Your podcast, so is it? Sorry, I'm plugging the podcast mad here. Aren't yeah, I? Yeah, 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 I love it. Yeah, yeah, great. I, it's so. Can I just say, like, in terms of naming a podcast, what a what a brilliant name for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. And but the Wild Aces against the Glacier Boys, and and fuck the Glacier, fuck the Glacier Boys, yeah, fucking. And and Richard Sherman owns the Glacier Boys. Is that right? Yes. Who, notoriously one of the biggest pricks around, isn't he? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like at least last week anyway. And I wa- I watched the highlights and it was just pure unadulterated escapism, uh, which you know, right now is ideal when we have no fucking outlets in the world. But I have to say that like, it was thoroughly in- enjoyable. Like it's it's almost as if you've crammed the best parts about American football uh into like You've basically made it all the the made it all action, and also you've this like I I'm ver- I can't wait to be able to watch it live when I get a chance, because you've got this like you know very immersive way of of sucking, um the the, the consumer in, and I think as well what's genius about it like I know Jose you were saying that people were skeptical about whether it would work and how it worked, but at the end of the day like all sport is entertainment and with novel media and like people have shorter attention spans than they used to have. uh, You have to keep people engaged. And I think it's like, it's an incredible concept to to keep people engaged, keep people engaged because fuck it. Like, you know, if I find myself watching sports sometimes because I'm so used to just like social media and that, that like, you know, not non-immersive lifestyle now that like, you know, I'll be watching a game and I'll fucking tune out and I'll miss something. But if I'm if I if I feel I'm involved in calling the plays, like I do not want to miss a play. You know, I want to be in every single second. So um, it's 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 fascinating to me. And yeah, like you said, your favorite player is Marshawn Lynch. I think he he he's involved in owning a team as well. 
Um, it's the beast, is he? So yes, yeah, it's the beast, yeah. So it, it, there's 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 some high profile people involved in this, um, including like I noticed one one of my favorite like um, my um, Jose, two of my brothers are are like massive massive American football fans, like obsessed that they they do like their own draft scouting. They they absolutely um, love college football as well so the college follow college football uh that's how that's how crazy they are about american football and one of my brothers is a huge texas a&m fan like loves texas a&m so obviously fcf have a, a fairly fairly well-known footballer who went to texas a&m playing at the moment as well so i suppose how much of a coup is it for fcf to have somebody with the profile of johnny manziel playing Johnny Manziel was such a good sign for them, even if, I mean, he could have gone out, immediately thrown an interception and been pulled from the game, and it still would have been a smart signing for them. Because, um, you know, I have friends who know that I'm doing the podcast and stuff, but they're not 100% sold on the league. But Saturday night, Sports Center is putting out the Johnny Manziel run on the field because he's such a character. He's so He's one of those people that... In America, if you follow sports even remotely, you know who Johnny Manziel is. This was just huge headline grabbers for the league. More than getting Richard Sherman or Marshawn Lynch into the ownership groups, getting this guy who hasn't played in a couple of years, and when he did play, it was in Canada and stuff. Having him come back is like guaranteed viewership. And more than just getting people viewing the stream, sharing it on social media, sharing it on ESPN and stuff, these big networks. Such a huge get for them. So Johnny Manziel, he was a Cleveland Browns, what, number two quarterback, was it? Like in back 2015, 20, around then? He, he was the starting quarterback for, I think, two years he made oh, it, maybe a year and a yeah. half. He was, I mean, so if you're not familiar with sort of college sports in America, the Alabama football team in America is one of the most dominant sports forces in the history of all of sports for like 20 years this team has been consistently winning championships are just like you know just that close to winning a championship they're always good they always get the best players it's like not even close because of the way the college structure is so when johnny manzel was in his senior year at texas a&m they came in as massive underdogs against alabama in the championship and just you know and they didn't blow him out, but it was an, just a huge, just impressive win over them. And so he was like this massive draft prospect. Everybody thought he was going to come in. A lot of teams wanted him. The Browns ended up getting him. He was decent, I guess, sort of a replacement-level quarterback. He had some off-field issues, though. He was known to go out partying all the time. He was not a very pleasant person to talk to if you were a media personality. And he you know, was out of the league pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he'd be going on a few points into him maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I suppose just to like touch back to what you were saying there about like, you know, um, so, so, so this, um, so the FDF, it's hosted on Twitch, which is like predominantly known as like, a streaming platform mainly for people for guys who are playing like video games and stuff um but the fcf have like 
taken over or have created their channel for this and like have made so much interactivity with it and then also with their site as well like you can vote like you actually as you said jose like you you actually feel like an owner throughout the whole thing like like with the wild like i joined up with the wild aces from the start but actually we jo- so i joined up with team kind of funny from the start and then you chose the name of the team you chose the jerseys you chose uh, then you chose the rules we were gonna we were gonna we were gonna do in the league. So uh, we chose say there is um, uh, one one foot uh, in touch uh, for a catch. Um, so like college rules. Um, well, else? there's like there's there's mad rules about like voting and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, playoff uh, playoff seating rules, all sorts of stuff. Oh Pretty yeah, what <laughs> was sort of kind of not. 100% written in the rules of football we got to sort of bend them a little bit and create some fun stuff yeah and it just it just expands it like it expands every week and like you know with the draft as well you're in you're voting who's your franchise tag who's like who are you drafting this week you know and it creates such a great community and I suppose it, like because the team is changing every week and the players are changing from team to team every week that like you're actually just becoming involved in the franchise. You're becoming involved in like that team, and you know you f- you know you're, you you feel so involved in, in in all the in all the plays. Like like last weekend when I, when the, those first games, well for the, like the Wild Aces game we were playing, like you're like oh my god, like the pressure that's coming on, like you know, and you know you're watching several streams at the one time. What's everyone choosing here? You know what should we do? Should we run? Should we pass? And it's it's just such a different experience altogether. Um, and did, did you just choose cover two for everything? He, no, so 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 defense is uh, is chosen already, but uh, you you just choose the offensive plays. But oh man, it's so like like <laughs> it looks so it's so cool. Like and you, you even get to choose um, the two point conversion play like how they're, how they're going to run that, like, you know, and how, how, like what way they're going to throw. They're going to throw deep. They're going to, you know, they're going to cut in. Um, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and like, I suppose as well with that. So like Jose, one of the, one of the big terms in Ireland is um, having the crack. Um, and it means like having fun, um, have like everybody kind of joking with each other, uh, just having a really good time. So, I really feel that uh, the Wild Aces um, really embody this having the crack, uh, and it's like they just embody that virtue for this uh, for this league. Because um, Greg Miller, so I suppose I better I better tell the kind of story of kind of funny because uh, our, our listeners wouldn't know about kind of funny at all. So uh, kind of funny, kind of funny is a, a, a video game primarily video game podcast um and it's guys who kind of set off uh what six i think is it six years ago now I yeah think. i think 2015 right 2015 yeah they um branched away from ign which would be like the big probably like the biggest kind of video gaming uh news site and review site on, um, on the internet and they branched away from that and they set up their own thing and these guys are just it, like there's just quality they've just gone from like they've just gone better and better and the CEO of uh, of um, kind of funny is this guy called Greg Miller, 
and Greg is just absolutely insane. And, and he is the leader of the Wild Aces now at the moment. Um, and for, for, for like the drafts and stuff, he is just talking shit to all the other owners, just nonstop. And it is absolutely quality. So yeah, Jose, what do you think? Do you think the Wild Aces are the absolute embodiment of the crack? And like, they're just, they, they just know what they want. They know what they're going out for. I do, man. Um, if you follow Matt Batson on Twitter, he got to go to the very first game with the Aces, right? They, um, He's based out of Atlanta. He does a lot of sort of like me or you. He's a kind of funny best friend who's just making content and stuff. And he made this funny video where he you know, interviewed a Wild Ace player and it was, he just held a microphone up to a trash can and asked it questions. And it, got, <laughs> yeah. it blew up, got a bunch of likes, retweets, all that stuff. And the league was like, we're playing in Georgia you're I mean Atlanta you're right here come to the game and then he so he goes to the game gets done and then just walks around the stadium interviewing trash cans making fun of the owners and stuff and after the game he put up a thing it's like it's so dumb that Greg bought a football team decided to turn that football team in the degeneration x of the league (laughs) Greg is triple h and he's x Pac. (laughs) And I was like, does that make me like the road dog or the ass man? <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's such a weird thing that like, one, it speaks to like how much fun our team is where we're just trashing on the other owners, talking crap on Twitter all day. And we get out of the field. Our team is they score a touchdown and go eat cheeseburgers in the corner and stuff. It's yeah. just it's wild and it's a direct reflection of like what kind of funny is and like what me and you love about it probably right it's just like these guys hanging out and they they know how to build communities and they know how to make stuff fun for their fans and i mean it's it's one of those things where it's kind of weird when you think about it like in 2014 greg decided to review oreos and now a guy from california and a guy from ireland are on a podcast talking about a football team (laughs) Exactly. It's, you know, it, it, it's expanded so much. But yeah, I think um, the mayhem that these guys can create is insane. And like the, the I like, I, like if anybody, it, it, when people, I'm not even going to say if, when people start watching the FCF, I would highly recommend back in the Wild Aces. Um, there's just absolute chaos involved in team. Um, and like, Greg Miller. So you have like the guys of like Marshawn Lynch, like Richard Sherman, like owning these teams. And then you have like Greg Miller, this like video games journalist, like who like followed like Mizzou and stuff. And like he is just talking shit to these guys who've won Super Bowls, like about uh, about American football. And it is it is quality, quality entertainment. And um, um, DJ, was there any um, plays that you that you um, love from the first uh, from the first two games? Uh, there was a guy. I, I no, this will tell you how fucking bad I am. I can't remember if it was a glacier by his touchdown or a or a wild ace touchdown. But there was one guy who was turning the corner and did a little bit of a dive for a touchdown. But it was really mad because I didn't feel like he needed to dive, but I loved that he dived anyway. Oh, and the yeah. way it set up. There's this, there's this like foam wall so that the players don't croak themselves when they go out over the side. But he kind of dives into the corner of the wall like an idiot. And I really love that play. But I also love the fact that, to me, as a casual fan of football, 
the Glazier boy's first touchdown looked to me like his knee was down. It was down. That was bullshit. Not, is that controversial, Jose? How did that go down now? Was it was it like did, so? It's, would it's, Tony Rowe said it shouldn't have counted. I personally, I think it shouldn't have counted. Exactly. It is so. This is one of the weird things where. I haven't really gone back and watched the play because, frankly, I don't care. I'm going to say that it was a touchdown no matter what. <laughs> and we won, so it doesn't matter. But so the difference between college rules and NFL rules is what down by contact is. So when you could try to say that maybe he was sliding down, but when he touches down, he's not technically – in the NFL, it's called down by contact. If you fall to the ground or you, you knee the ball down – if you're not giving yourself up, you have to be touched to be counted as down, right? Okay, it's yeah. a contact sport. In college, though, if your knee goes down, leg goes down, whatever, you're done. It's just plays over. So it's debatable whether or not he got touched before and he's down by contact or, you know, if technically he slid, which I don't know if sliding is a rule in FCF. I haven't dug through the rule book that deeply. But I don't think it was a touchdown. I think he was down. Yeah, those refs want to open their eyes. They want to fucking get their act together for week two. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and I, I, have a, I have a question for Jose because I see that um, the, the Aces Wild Twitter uh, account tends to love a Parks and Rec gif. So I want to know, first of all, I presume, Jose, because you tweet Parks and Rec gifs quite frequently that you've seen Parks and Rec. So yes, who would make a better who would make a better FCF player, Ron Swanson or Andy Dwyer? Uh, Andy Dwyer, probably, right? I think in the show they say that he's played football before. He's an Indiana Colts <laughs> fan, so he's definitely knows the sport. Um, he did get to catch a touchdown from Andrew Luck before. Oh, and good shout. I don't think Ron Swanson would actually be that interested in playing sports. So he might not even like he'd suit up and just sit on the sidelines probably. Drink a That's drink a, a drink a whiskey or something on the sidelines. Yeah, nice little Lagavulin. Yeah, Lagavulin whiskey. I mean, I would have said the correct answer was Bart Macklin, but what do I know? <laughs> Bart Macklin, FBI. <laughs> uh, also, to say that, like the Wild Aces, they're like their fans, like like outshine all the other fans in the league <laughs> by so much. It's crazy. Like all the polls that come out, you just see it's just like. You know, like, oh, who's going to win over this weekend or whatever? And it's just like 92% for the aces. And then just like, you know, two percent for the rest of the guys. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely the engaged that- fan base. Exactly, yeah. Actually, and, and, what, and what did you think, man, of the, um, the camera work? That needs a bit of work, I think, for... It does. It was the- really bad. Fuck's um, sake. Like, having Marshawn Lynch on the screen for, like... Oh, like there was like there was like uh, the two point conversion was missed, uh, and like there was like I, I think there was like uh, well I think a touchdown was missed by um, Wild Aces yeah. as well. Like it was, it's it's one of those things where this is you know they're calling this like the beta test of a season, right? They're going out there and this is like really proof of concept. This is what we're doing and all that stuff, and they have a lot of they're experimenting with some camera angles that with the drone cams and stuff that they're not you know, a hundred percent nailing. And yeah. it's, it's, I hope that they, you know, they're learning from what they're doing. They're going back just as, you know, the players do, right. When you go back and you watch your tape and you learn what you did wrong last time, I hope these production guys are watching the games back and being like, man, when the quarterback scrambles, you cannot see shit. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. 
Now, like, I, I, obviously, I think, like, the, the drone thing is quite cool and, like, the way they have it done. And, like, as soon as I saw that, like, as soon as there's a bit of a scramble, you can't, you can't see a thing or, like, you know, as soon as the... Even if, even even if the quarterback like just steps like slightly back out of the pocket, like because the the pitch is like like so like it's the, the fifty yards, but there's not much space at either end. It's blocked off, so like there's actually not much room for a drone to even move. So like the, the, like the angles are cut anyway. But and I didn't mind that. But it was it was that Marshawn Lynch thing where he was just like on the screen for so fucking long. It was, there was ridiculous. That part of the game where they had Marshawn up here on the screen and they had Richard Sherman here and like yeah. this tiny little like stamp of the game that yeah. you could see. It was really really annoying. Yeah. But it's they should be getting better at it. I would expect. I mean, we just saw with the draft compared to week one to week two how quick the timing was sped up, how quickly they got through picks. I think they almost cut the time like damn near in half. So I think when we go here tomorrow into week two, we're going to see a pretty big improvement over the cameras, over the play clock, all that stuff. Jose, actually, before before we wrap up, I don't know, I don't know why I don't know why you called a wrap up. This is this conversation is too good. I don't know what, what I'm calling for. I got all day, man. It's only three o'clock here. Here we go. Here Whatever we go. You guys <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, we're the guys who need to go to bed. No, not really. Is there any plays from the? What was your favorite play from the first week? Um, I I mean it would probably be uh, that touchdown at the end of the half because I really didn't think that we were going to score there. No, I was panicking. I was panicking for a number of reasons, right? Because our quarterback, Jackson, separated his shoulder on our very first drive. Yeah, so Jackson got, got hurt on our very first drive. Ed Crouch, who we thought was going to maybe play two drives in the game, has to play the entire game. And, you know, we're at a position where we're down a score going into the second half, and we get the ball back. So it's really, really important to score in those positions because once we get the ball back, we just go score on them twice, and it's hard to come back from that kind of a momentum shift, right? So we're sitting there. We can't move the ball. Uh, Ed's doing his best, throwing it away when he has to, staying staying out of the pressure situations, not wanting to take off and run because that will drain the clock too much for us to actually be able to have time to score. So he's he's evasive in the pocket. He's getting away from guys but still trying to make throws which was super impressive in my opinion yeah but eventually we it's like one seconds left on the clock he throws a dart into the end zone jerry houston just like snatches it out of nowhere it really looked like ed was throwing the ball away i was like he threw the ball like at the back of the end zone i was like damn we might lose this game and then it was just like Oh wow, he actually caught that ball. That's insane. Like I was yeah. jumping oh, up and down, screaming here, looking like an idiot. So good, yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I love I actually love two plays from uh the Zappers and Bees game. So I love that Johnny Manziel, the first that first run. That was oh, so yeah. good. Just a little pirouette he does at the end to just like burst out. Uh, that is class. And then the last, so these are both non-touchdown plays, but like that last play of the game where like that dive where he just gets <laughs> smashed. You love a dive from the five-yard line. Oh, he knows he's not going to get he there. He knows he's not going to get there. Like there's two, there's two guys just coming right at him and he gets absolutely smashed. But I love the enthusiasm for it. It was so good. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. This is All this right. is we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a few cans after this, and we'll we're gonna keep the chats going. But uh, Jose, gonna, thanks a million. What? I'm gonna pester Jose to come back for his end, an end of season review. Yeah, and exactly. I'll come on whenever you guys want me. Man. It's a lot of fun. Oh, good stuff, man. Um, the end of season review, you need to ha- be like three beers in before we start. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to come on tanked. Um, <laughs> So yeah, thanks a million, Jose. Um, Jose, uh, if anybody wants to check out your podcast, where do they find you? The easiest thing to do is follow me on Twitter at Aces Wild Pod. You can also just we're on every single major like uh, podcast service, so just go in, search Aces Wild, and sub. We've got some great episodes with Greg Miller. If you want to learn more about kind of funny and the uh, how they came to own a football team, we have interviews with players almost every single week, so you can get to know those guys. Check those things out, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can highly, highly recommend it. It's um, it's great, and some great insights. And and actually, like um, your your brother gives some like really great um, basic explainers of insights into the game. Um, and yeah, I've I've really really enjoyed um, all of those insights. So thanks a million guys for listening to us. Um, you can catch us on Snowcast. We're Snowcast on Twitter or at Snowcast on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can email us at the snowcast at gmail.com. And um, a big thank you to all of our Patreons as well. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Snowcast. Uh, really appreciate all your support, guys. Um, so till next week. Guys, any parting words? Yeah, it was, yeah. This is wild. And uh, loved getting all the feedback for the chicken filler roll episode. That was, uh, I have to say, like, that was that was lovely during the week seeing the messages roll in. Like, um, roll in. Oh, yes. What I, what I want this week is I want two things this week off listeners. I want pictures of your chicken filler rolls on social media. And I want you to follow Ace as well on Twitter. You love it, love it, love it. Okay, uh, so yeah, um, my parting words are fuck the glacier, boys. <laughs> right. Launch it. See you guys. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.